A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? Then all you have to do is head over to Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. And Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. You pick two to five players, you get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with my promo code, PULLHITTER, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with Pull Hitter at the promo code and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. Let's get into hanging out with Ryan Venancio for a little bit. So definitely uh, been, you know, quite the follow on Twitter, Ryan. You know, you can go out there and you throw out a tweet that's gone to 125,000 views uh, since you posted this on June 28th. At 8.34 in the morning, I envisioned you woke up, didn't fucking have anything to make a nice vegan breakfast, and you said, I'm just going to fucking go and tweet storm the shit out of this. And you posted, someone is telling you to sell high on Ellie De La Cruz. They are of no use to you, and you should follow them immediately. So has anyone advised you to sell high on Ellie De La Cruz, and have you unfollowed them? <laughs> uh, yes, I have. Yes, um, that's it. Uh, there's a kid I played that, and I don't. I really don't care. I don't care anymore. Um, I don't write for anybody. I don't do podcasts anymore, so I don't give a shit. This kid I played Dynasty Leagues with, um, he's a cool dude. He's a really cool dude. He does this thing. I'm sure you guys have seen him on Twitter. He does scouts, uh, scout the stat line. Scout the stat line. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I've been in a Dynasty League for him with him. I think this is the third year of the league. He's a good player. Solid player. And there's this kid. His name is Nostra Thomas, I think, and he uh, he like works with him in the scout the stat line, and you know he's arguing with me about selling high on Ellie De La Cruz. This is strictly for dynasty leagues, not redraft. Um, and uh, you know he's saying like, oh, well, you if you can get a, a top twenty player, or whatever for Ellie De La Cruz, top fifteen player, you should do it. Um, and I just don't agree because I think he's a probably. Uh, I'd rank him either third or fourth in dynasty leagues um, overall. And I just don't think, 
that's worth selling high unless you're getting back Tatis or Acuna. So, um, that's yeah. fair. I think that's a uh, fair assessment to make. I mean, um, I don't think people realize how so course field is a huge advantage, right? But on the road, um, you know, there's the course effect, you're going from the high altitude outside of it, and that's a lot of hitters struggle because the home road thing. That doesn't happen in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's just as good of a park as Coors is, but there's no like leaving Cincinnati and not getting used to like there's no effect. So you have that going for you on top of uh I don't know, Ellie De La Cruz being a, a 40-40 threat. That hits the ball as hard as anyone and runs as fast as anyone. So I don't um I don't understand trading him. Unless you're getting back Fernando Tatis or Ronald Acuna. So Fair. Yeah, I, like I think it. that's fair. I think the only argument for the only argument I've heard for trading him is not in Dynasty League, in, in a redraft where you're taking kind of advantage of the hype around him. Right. Um and I think there's a case for that in a redraft where you don't get the you know, years beyond this year. You're just taking, like you said, you're taking the rookie perf- performance and production and you know, the arg- this argument was made a couple weeks back um, when he kind of first came up and was kind of doing a couple things. And but you know, he, he's uh, he he's struggling a bit, but he's still providing fantasy value. But that's the only justification or argument I would say is like that's the only way I could see trading him is that you don't get the benefit of having him in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a redraft, I get it. But even let's say, let's say someone, let's say it's a roto league and you're in third place and uh, you need stolen bases. Someone offers you Freddie Freeman, Freddie De La Cruz. You taking it if you need stolen bases? Be tough. I mean, I'd probably do it just because I think Freeman gives you so much. (laughs) Like, I'd get my stolen bases somewhere else and take Freddie Freeman take a 320 average and you know power our runs rbi in the one of the best offenses i i i do that yeah yeah i just think it's tough if you're um i don't know de, de la cruz can steal probably 20 25 25 yeah in the last two months of the season yeah. granted he starts hitting again obviously he could slump for another yeah. couple of weeks i mean again he's a rookie but um i just think it's tough if you need stolen bases to trade him for anything really um, so when I did the a, all- it's such a high impact. When I did the All Star Break Gladiators, and I updated um, Razball and Badex, I I um, aggregated them, and it spit out. Uh, I gave I so they have ended up having Ellie Dela Cruz like two hundred and forty five. Is it at the time I did the drafts like during the All Star Break? He had, he basically had like um, you know forty five less projected plate appearances than Tati. So I just bumped it up like just 10 below him, um, almost the same amount of plate appearances. And he came out to uh, player 14 overall. Not That's not bad. It's, it's um, overall. So even for the rest of the season in a Roto League. <laughs> like yeah, first round. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, yeah. And for people, for people that don't know at home, he's 21 years old. To get and yeah. to get those to get those steals at third base too um, is just that position is just not providing a lot of steals this year. Um, 
So to get that, you know, does give you an edge. Um, and then you get the shortstop eligibility as well. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about Ellie. Like, we can actually, you know, do anything with him. But um, can't can't acquire him or get him anywhere. But, yeah. yeah. No, it's just like, but that's the thing. Like, they are um, – the projection systems are uh, basically – you know, not they're not projecting something astronomical. That's the thing. It's the projection is pretty close to what he's doing now on the field. So it's not like they're reaching. Right. Um, if anything, their 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 ground ball percentage is a little lowish than what he's showing, but still, like uh, that's the point. It's it's, it's spinning out a, a number. Uh, people don't understand the weight that. The stolen base holds, especially right now, which it just helps it so much. He, I've gained like six points in one OC just from him. <laughs> you know, that's a lot. Helps you gain a lot of points. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Ryan, you know, uh, again, again, what else you got to say? No, and even look at ground ball rates in his entire career 43, 41, 43, 44, 37, 43. In the majors, it's 56%. So, like, He's not going to sustain a 56% ground ball rate. And his look, his home run to fly ball rates are obscene. I don't know. I just can't stress enough. This kid is yeah. going to be, this kid is going to be a perennial top five pick in fantasy. Hundred percent. I think, I think starting next year and in the future, it's just, if you, if someone's trading him by. So exciting. It's so exciting. First round next year. Oh, got Harold so- got De La Cruz. Like it's going to be so much fun. Julio Rodriguez is going to fall to the wayside. Julio is going to give a shit about him. Julio and Kyle Tucker. People are going to be like, who? Who? Yeah. You know, it's going to be yeah. so interesting, man. Having it's the 10th so pick, you're going to be set. Well, right? yeah. Wit, hey. you know, Wit's going to like probably not. He's going to have a season he has with so many homers and stone bases and still go where he went this year, maybe even a little later. It's yeah. just crazy. It's, it's, it's so awesome. It's going to be such a fascinating thing to get into, into offseason, all that fun stuff. But yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It's all stuff to be excited about. Um, so yeah, Ryan, so you're, you're, uh, you're putting out your um, an album with your band, right? Um, first yeah. album release. I have first album release of uh, my career. I've been a, I've been in music for 12, 13 years. First album That's I've awesome. ever. I've done EPs, done singles with uh, a couple other bands, and um, yes, yeah, first album I've done. That's a cool feeling, man. I know, I know a guy in a band now. This is that this like a, an official band. This is uh no, that's cool, man. That must be a great feeling. I I played music when I was in high school, and um, well, like pretty much all my life growing up, I did band in you know in Brooklyn in public school. You everyone did band, and uh, just happened to you know really really enjoy playing it. I played trumpet, but uh, I like that feeling just being just playing playing instrument, playing music, and just it's a form of uh, creativity and expression, and it's good. I, I kind of miss it in my life. I have I have two guitars in my house that belong to my wife's uh, grandfather, and they're old, like, nice old Gibson guitars, and I should just learn how to play it, you know? Um, you should. Why not? But I, I, I do have some lyrics, man. If you ever... I've been a huge lyric guy all my life. I, I've been journaling. I've been journaling since my English teacher told me I had 
a lot of things on my brain I needed to get out and to like start writing, you know? So I, I, I just want to let you know, I, I, I have a, basically is a lot of like, and there's, just, there's different era type songs, right? I have um, like, if you want the Limp Biscuit type esque songs, you know, like rearranged ish, you know, something it. like on that edge. I have, I have, I have a whole bunch of material like that. Um, like fuck the world kind of music. Just yeah, you know, just uh, <laughs> at a, at a certain age where you just don't, you know, a lot of questioning, a lot of a uh, lot of testosterone and aggression. So, <laughs> you know, how how about this line? Ready? Here's here's um here's I wrote these lyrics. Sometimes I just feel like quitting. I still might. Why do I put up this fight? Why do I still write? Sometimes it's like <laughs> I couldn't even keep a straight face. It's obviously Eminem, Eight Mile Road, but um, <laughs> spoken in regular yeah, English instead of rapped. But uh, I, I, I just couldn't. I just I'm reading it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't do this. All right, but anyway, um, all right. So well, let's. No, so real quick, I actually don't. I saw your comment. I thought it was really funny. I actually don't write lyrics. I write. I write the music. Um, so I. Um, oh, you would write the like music. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, a, not yeah. a lyric not a lyric guy. Um, yeah, me and my buddy wrote a uh, wrote a few songs, and that's um, cool. Gonna be on the gonna be on the album. Yeah, not that anybody gives a shit, but I thought I'd just throw that out there. No, that's cool. I I want to know what you, your exact skill sets are. You know. Um, yeah, not a not a lyric guy. Vocalist not, does all the lyrics. Okay, female vocalist, right? Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone the name of the band? It's with with sales head. With sales ahead. With yeah. sales ahead, yeah. With sales ahead. So I like how you added like the with in front of the sales ahead. Is was that done on purpose? What's the um, so the vocalist Sierra? Um, started the band and um, named the band, and they were a band before I. I was not the first drummer, so I don't really know the the process behind the name. Hmm, interesting. I heard it's 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 good not to be uh, the first drummer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back into the fantasy. Tell me something about your. You know, I I listened to your awesome podcast with Johnny Fish in the earlier in the season. You know, in the cut Fish. fantasy podcast, and you know, you obviously. Um, when you're in on a guy, people will know. You say certain words like he hits the shit out of the ball. <laughs> he's a shit ton of skills. It's just he's, all, a, uh, he's a stud. He's a fucking stud. Fucking um, yeah. And then we should also let people know about Mo. You know, one of these days they have to know about the Mo. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't know if they're ready know. for that. I don't know if they're ready for the Mo's. But all right. So take us to, you know, maybe. Um, uh, one guy that kind of underperformed and your thoughts on him now I was thinking like, I know you were into MJ Melendez. So was I, I don't know if you want to talk about him or another guy that you have in mind. And um, one guy not named Nately of all the, who you were in on, but it's kind of performing even better than you envisioned. Um, so I have a few about the underperformed. Um, Melendez is definitely a guy I was all in on. It hasn't performed, but I think I'm going to go with, um, with Brian Reynolds, um, he 
hasn't done anything since April, like literally nothing. I think he has five homers and three steals with a 200 average since April and um, a 210 average or something like that. And um, I don't know. I kind of look at his profile. He just looks the same. I don't know if he's just in like a, a long slump, but, um, you know, I was really, really high on him. I thought he was a good value in like the uh, fifth, sixth round. I believe that's where I was getting him. And um, I have him on a lot of teams and just thought he would be an all-around contributor. And uh, he's had a really, really, really bad couple months. Um, not going to drop him, but I just, uh, I don't know, he homered today, so hopefully he carries that over for the next two months. And he homered this weekend too. And I did I, I did notice that kind of when he came off the I.L. from the back injury, he wasn't – he was barely pulling the ball – like especially in the air and um just looks a little you know maybe 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 you can just get past that injury maybe that was what it was bothering prior i don't know but he had that weird yeah. thing where he, he signed the contract too and like uh he had the bereavement thing and he came out of that too really not 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 good at all so um yeah i mean his overall numbers on the year he's got an eight percent barrel rate career high 113 maxi v what it was last year, 50% hard hit rate. His K rate is 19.9%. That's much lower than it was last year. Um, XBA and X slug don't really matter, but it's he, they're saying he should be better than he was last year. And while they're not like super far off from what he's done, it's just, I feel like, um, I feel like he's either had bad homer luck or I don't know, he's barreling balls in the gap and not, um, ones that can go over the fence. I don't, I don't really know what the other, what else the explanation would be. Yeah, I, I have a ton of him. I have uh, a lot of Brian Reynolds last weekend. Uh, of course, he hit a home run. I I think I pretty much diversify my start of him because <laughs> I, I had some other outfield options in my fab leagues and I just kind of rolled with it um, just because he just wasn't doing anything, especially since he came off the IL and um, no, recently he's been uh, having a, a little bit more success um, versus lefties too. Like earlier in the season, he couldn't, you know, he was battling, he was, wasn't as hitting as well versus lefties, but now he's not hitting really well versus righties. So as a lefty since in the beginning of June, since the beginning of June, it's got a 422 OPS versus righties, but a 991 versus lefties. So I don't know. Uh, I just think at the end of the year, hopefully like we take the 18 home runs, like just say 18, 20. Uh, and he, again, real big uh, drop off power wise, but he's got like, the bad X got him projected for nine more homers. That would give him 19. Definitely down from the 27 of last year. So, And the speed, not really, uh, you know, it's good. It'll end up over double digits, but nothing special there. But, I, yeah, I'm not dropping him anywhere, and I'm just probably not going to sit him anymore because you burned me once. <laughs> I guess you just have to, you know, um, I guess we get too zoned into the streaks, right, because in Roto, really, you just need that overall compilation of stats that it gives you. I guess that's in the end, that's what kind of what matters. But what do you think about MJ Melendez? Do you, are you, have you lost any faith in him? Do you still think he's, 
No, I mean, he hits the shit out of the ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to say it. Um, yeah, you had to say it, absolutely. Um, his strikeouts are down from what they were at the beginning of the year. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess he's just gotten unlucky. Um, but to me, he looks like the same player he was last year. He just hits the ball harder. Um, again, same thing. Uh, I don't really see it. He's even hitting the ball in the air more this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. He looks fine to me, but when you look at, it's so tough to look at the Statcast page and be like, uh, and look at the underlying metrics and be like, oh well, he's fine. But then you put him in your lineup every week after week after week after week, and he's got eight home runs and hitting two seventeen, <laughs> and it's fucking August, and it's gonna be August next week, and you're like, uh, I gotta drop this jerk off. But you gotta keep playing him because uh, his underlying numbers are good and. Eventually, like we still have two. I know, even though it seems like it's been, you know, it's been forever, we still have two whole months left. And there's going to be guys like Ian Happ, Brian Reynolds, maybe NJ Melendez that just have monster August or Septembers that make up for their super shitty year. Even last, look at last year, Bo Bichette and, An- and Anthony Santander weren't really doing anything before August. And right. they both just went ape shit the last two months of the season. And it makes their season as a whole look good. So hopefully that's, again, and, something that happens to Hap, Reynolds, and, and Melendez. And they've also been really good this year. I really like the uh, – I really like looking at uh, – I'm a, I'm biased to the last couple of months sometimes with players, especially when you get into those early drafts, and that's what you remember. And, you know, you're coming fresh off of what these guys recently did, post the all-star break or something like that, and, you know um, – but, it, I mean, it kind of works, especially with some fringer guys. Uh, if they have a good second half, you could – you parlay that into some more PT in the first half. But yeah, uh, Melendez was going like 220, <laughs> 230 in the second in the all-star break gladiators. And I was still, I couldn't still, I, I couldn't resist it at any spot. Still, I still had a temptation to take him. He's still great. Yeah, at if, he's got, if he's going there next year, I'm going to have a ton of them again. Yep. All right, uh, Dom, before we get into Ryan's, uh, you know, boy, Nathan Eovaldi, what is your level of concern for Eovaldi with his velo drop? Do you have him anywhere? Uh, and if you do, how are you, you know, trying to replace him? I don't think I have him anywhere other than Gladiators. So okay. um, I'm just going to check really quick. I don't think I do, though. Um, I have him in one DC. Um, okay. So it's kind of like... I, I get the feeling that actually that's my DC that's 24th overall. Um, I, I think that this, I have him in my lineup this week, uh, just lack of other options. I, I've lost a couple of pitchers. So it was either I had a decision between like him, you say Kikuchi or um, Hunter Brown in uh, Tampa. And I, I, I went with Uvalde. Um, I don't know. He, he's he's had the velo drops before. I mean, I know last year he kind of um, once the innings like kind of built up, he kind of faded down the stretch. Um, I, I don't know. Even even with his last start with the velo drop, though, like he still went six innings, zero earned, right? Um, so. I don't know. He's done enough and he has enough like equity, I guess, in, in my opinion, that 
Um, <laughs> Fantasy I'll, equity. Yeah, I'll see how he how he starts. I mean, maybe you know he, he didn't he didn't get a rest during the All Star break, and he kind of pitched one of the you know an inning in the All Star game. So I don't know. I, I think there's something to that where you know you have to you go from throwing every five or six days and then you have to go to all-star game and you're, you're amped up and you're throwing one inning and I don't know, I could see how it could fuck up somebody's schedule um, and routine and things like that. Um, so I don't know. I'm willing to see how he pitches in this first start um, after this little reset or, or whatever, and just hope, you know, a little bit of the velo comes back, but um I mean, it's it's obviously concerning, but I don't think there's really anything you can can do other than hope for the best, right? What do you got, Vine? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely concerning, especially when you look at his last uh, five starts. He hasn't been any good, even though his um his ERA is three. He's walking a lot of batters, not getting strikeouts. Um, but the reason why I liked him so much is just because he's he's such a good pitcher and doesn't really need the velocity. Um, because he has like four plus pitches and 95 should be enough to get by. Um, the problem is, is that, um, he was down to 93, 93. Yeah. in his last start. And, um, that's a lot of lost velo going from 96, 97, beginning of the year down to 93. Um, yeah. so, um, my only optimism is that I don't think it's an injury. I think it's a fatigue thing because if he was injured, the Rangers are in such a good spot. I feel they would just put him on the IL and have him like rest for a month or so. But the fact that they're like just giving him like they're just skipping a start um, makes me think that he's just it's just fatigue. Um, yeah. So hopefully this rest does something for him and he's back up to 95, 96 in his next start. And just seeing seeing this happen now and then looking at his year, it's like so fucking absurd how he was used in May. Like if you look at his game log, April 29th through nine innings, May 6th, he threw eight innings, May 11th, he threw eight and two thirds innings, May 17th, he threw seven innings, May 23rd, he threw nine innings. This is a guy that like kind of track record wise, like has faded in second halves as his workload is built up. So the fact that they like pushed him that aggressively that early in the season, uh, I feel like was kind of a mistake. I mean, you know, you're kind of hindsight is 2020, but uh, that was just so super unnecessarily aggressive Hmm. workload wise. Yeah. Unnecessarily aggressive. May, that may be a song title, Ryan. Just <laughs> you got to write the lyrics for it, though, Rob. That yeah, could be right. one of your uh, unnecessarily like, aggressive. Oh, absolutely. I could. <laughs> I, I write I, the music. You write the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. I can do it all, though. I could. I you know, I'm like Kanye West. I can. I can write lyrics. I can. I could produce. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be too similar, to Kanye. Yeah, just get no, care- no, no, careful M- musically. <laughs> Musically, all around skills wise. All right, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm like, um, jeez. Oh, I was gonna go to another question about character. Jeez, Jay Z, Jeff Zimmerman. No, Ho Hova. Jay Hova. All right. Um. Okay. 
Um, all right. Ryan, give us a guy who you think is overperforming, who people are going to go gaga over and might be uh, overpricing next year. A guy that everyone is going gaga over. Um, had a few in mind, but I'm going to end up picking. Um, trying to figure out who I should pick. Uh, I think it's going to be. How are you figuring it out? Like, what are you, what are you looking at there? Are you looking at like some kind of difference no, uh, in production in your projection of the player? It's just someone I'm not really interested in, regardless of how well they play. Like, my initial thought is Luis Arias. I feel like he's going to go like top 150 or something like that, and I just I would have no interest in him. Easily but, 150. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess we could say him, and may, he might even be a okay. top hundred pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have no interest in, uh, in Luis Arias. Um, the lack of homers and steals, in the lack of counting stats, he's really a one category player. Yeah. Um, and he's just not going to hit three ninety every season. So he's not. Uh, <laughs> it's just um, a player I li- like literally zero interest uh, if he goes around top 100, which I would imagine he does, like you just said. Um, at worst, he goes like 125, 130 in that range. No interest, not even remotely close to taking him that early. Yeah, I agree there. Roster construction-wise, it, it constricts you so much too because he's going to be a first baseman or a corner. And... Uh... It's you just need you need run production from that spot, so I agree with you there. Yeah, and it's just it's it's so hard for me to roster a guy and play him every single day that doesn't hit home runs or steal bases. Mm-hmm. Um, I can stream I can stream batting average, but I can stream. Let's just say that Orias had good counting stats. I can stream counting stats. I can find. Uh, hitters that give me a good month or so uh, out of out of nowhere for like a buck or something. Uh, finding a guy that you know hits homers and steals bases that is competent in batting average is like the hardest thing to find, and um, that's just not uh, his profile is not going to be a player I target in the top two hundred. Yeah, for for like yeah for the capital that you have to spend too, like you're spending a top ten round pick for him. Um, it just like. You know, I, I'm I'm feeling that with my roster construction this year, where like Ruiz was a target because I knew, but he's a one category contributor, and like it just puts so much pressure on the rest of your team. Um, that is very hard to manage. It, it it's just yeah, it's just a It's I, I I said this during you know draft season, and and I'm I'm like saying it even more now it's just like you narrow your your ability to um succeed by like drafting these guys that only do one thing and i thought i can make it up with like power guys elsewhere but you just need so many things to go perfectly right in order for that to happen and like just it's, it's just a much better approach um to get guys that do some of everything than 
one guy that does this and one guy that does that and one guy that does that. So I hear you. I think that's a good call on a rise. So when I um I I updated my rest of season um SGP sheet, again I just used a blend of uh Bad X and Razball. And um so again, and I put in I put in a, a slight adjustment to my preseason SGP. It's 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 more like fitted to uh, you know, the the environment right now. Um it's actually a blend of of the what it is now and what it was in um, 2021 because it's kind of similar. Um, and so, uh, and again, this was, I, I, up the, I haven't updated it this week. So this was like before last week's fab. So this is obviously going to be some games chipped away at this. Um, but uh, let's just see. Arias comes out as, um, hold on. It's a little bit frozen. The computer. Um, come on, let's go. All right. So Arias comes out to batter one fifty. It's batter one fifty. So yeah, that's not surprising. So basically, no different than what it was last year. Right, right. And you see, like a guy in front of him is like Cabrian Hayes, because obviously um, may have you know a, a, a better ability to get you something else, you know, besides a decent batting average and, and, and speed and whatnot. Um, and when you look at the actual, uh, you know, SGP for the, for a specific category, he, he'd be giving you the third highest um, standing gain point to average behind Freeman and Acuna. And there's, Arias with 1.7 uh, rest of season, like standings points, so just based just on his um, on his average, but it's 4.9 total standing gain points the rest of the season, and the, so much of it is coming from average. Uh, and again, not like you said, not 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 a, a whole lot of runs and ribbies, you know, either. So it's tough. He, he's he's doing so well, um, and I think that I think you're right to say that that. It's Guys might possibly overvalue him next season. What are his runs in RPS going to look like when he's not hitting 392? Right, 100 percent. Right, good he point. Four, he doesn't have a 450 on base percentage. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Arias as a real life player and a late, like late, late round pick. But if he's going top 150, it's just yeah, zero, zero interest. Um. Give us a little rundown of your teams right now. I know you got one team in the overall hunt in the OC with uh, Daniel Preppis, who's probably going to be mad like I'd invite him on the show with you. But uh, the guy's on every other fucking. He's on FTN like every other week, so he doesn't fucking need. He doesn't need the fucking pull hitter. I know that uh, to get himself out there. <laughs> but um, so yeah, give us a little rundown of of, of your battle here and kind of just your mindset like going into. And overall, you know, you're, you're pretty new into the NFBC arena. Obviously, you you have success with overall too, and 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 basketball too. So you kind of have the mindset for it. So I guess just where you're at right now, what what you might need to. Um, I I have uh, up, you know, the category stats coming like probably in the middle of the day. Updated my percentage of category points. I kind of see where you guys are standing here. But I let you I let you walk through it a little bit. 
Yeah, so um, uh, just talking about the OC team that's uh, fourth in the overall. Um, I really, uh, chasing the overall, I really just try to look at um, where the team is weak and stream from my bench. Um, I, like, believe in a, in a 12, I really want, like, um, guys I believe in. And to just ride it out, like even if they're struggling, I'll bench them. I don't really want to drop, um, you know, somebody that's that might be struggling just because, like, oh, I'm I'm fourth in the overall, so I have to like get just constantly change and get guys that are hot. Um, I really don't think of it that way. I just want you know players that I believe in and whoever's hot, I'm putting in the lineup. Whoever has better matchups, I'm putting in the lineup. Um, that's really just my thought process. Um, I spent a ton of fab on Ellie, so I only have $50 left to last me two months. Um, so I'm basically just dollar bidding it. But, um, yeah, that's um, I think I have, even though as conceited and cocky as it's going to sound, I think I have the best roster in the contest. So I think if my team stays healthy, I think I, I have a really good shot at winning it all. And I'm just going to, you know, right on my, I honestly don't plan on dropping anyone on my team unless they get hurt. Um, I have like one rotating spot that I stream, but other than that, like the main core of my team, I'm just riding those guys out. Like Melendez, I haven't dropped. Um, I don't, I don't think I can upgrade there. And um, even a guy like Brian Reynolds, even though his numbers on the season look fine in the 12, um, he like I said, he's been really bad the last couple of months. I'm not even thinking about cutting him. I'm keeping him. Even Jared Kalenic, I've just been benching the last couple of weeks um, just because I believe in him. And uh, obviously, I have to drop him now because he broke his foot. But um, Broke his hole, yeah. too. <laughs> I've just been, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, if that's the right or wrong strategy. But that's just the way I'd like, you know sat down and tried to think about how to approach, you know, trying to win an overall. And that's just what I thought was the best thing to do is to just stream from my bench and uh, use a spot, like a one spot on my team to stream and really just, you know, rely on the guys that I have. Yeah, I like it. Um, looking at your team now, I see one guy, though, where is, is this a streamer or is this guy you keep on your team, Luis Matos? No, I just streamed him for the A's series. Okay. Okay, that's what I think. Okay, no, I, I, just, say, I, just, really I just picked to... him up. I just picked him up this week. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, no, I, I I like to look at your team. Got Hunter Green too, waiting in the wings to come back. Even on our shared OC team, we we're just waiting for him uh, to come back. And kind of like you were talking about in your main event team. Um, so you got like 60, about 60% of the total uh, category points for saves too. So you could probably make some headway there too overall on the point. Is that something uh, you got Fairbanks in there, Will Smith? Um, so I guess you, do you we do have, the thing? Do you, we have a Stephens. Uh, sorry, Stephens. Yeah, so I was just going to say you guys uh, don't, don't subscribe to the you have to put your closers at the bottom of your starting lineup thing. No, it's one of the craziest things I've ever. It's read one on of the craziest things I've ever heard about. I could Honestly, not possibly give less of a shit about. I could not possibly players. give less of a shit either. It's like, <laughs> and it's so funny because I am OCD with things, a lot of things in my life. So, um, so. Super organized. I want to be, you know, but that's actually one thing that I just think is is 
it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how like people do it, and that's cool because I get it. Like I I have I have things that I need to do. It's just, and I'm actually surprised that is not one of them. But it's uh, no, no. And fine. It's just if like it, that's the thing. Like gonna, you're bored, you're bored at work, and you just want to like you want the team to look organized. That's what you do. Tidy up my team here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, next week I'll do them in alphabetical order too. Uh, you know, starters in alphabetical and then relievers in alphabetical. Maybe I'll do birthdays in the third week of every month. Stop it! Come on. No, but it's funny though. Well, well, you know, I got thrown off, so this is why I like maybe not doing it. I got the throw off just now. I'm there looking, you I'm go. looking right. I see where's. Oh, he's only got two closes because Estevez is on. He's fourth listed down. It's a little. It's a distraction. It's it's, it's a fucking gecko move. You it's know, like, it's, it's like it's, DC. It's like DC season where I draft Melendez and I put him in my outfield so that people around me didn't think I have a catcher. So everyone's they're... slotting around like maniac. Yeah. He's like, hey, how come you took? How come it took you four? And I would make a pick. Uh, I was just floating my guys around each position, hoping to catch people looking at my lineup and roster grid. And uh, <laughs> amazing. But um, I'm actually interested, though. So you, you're not going to cut Kelnick, Ryan? No, no, I am going to cut Kelnick. Okay. Why didn't you cut him last week, though? I put in bits. I put in bits for him. Oh, and didn't get, didn't get anybody got I got wanted. It. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. I like it. I like it, man. So, um, Big big run here. So you 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 guys are. Uh, let's see here. You're about how many points out of the lead here? First place is in first by a lot. So I'm close to second, but not close yes, to first. That's right. Drew Drew has um, Drew has had a, made a nice little lead here. It's about six hundred points ahead of everyone. Um, yeah, it's it's so funny. I was looking at his team yesterday. I got not to shit anybody. I'm not I'm not better than anybody else. It's just really funny to look at someone's team that's first in an overall, and you just wouldn't expect to see like Jan Gomes, uh, Jake McCarthy, Whit Merrifield, Chas McCormick, Michael Garcia. It's just fun. Like it's crazy. Like looking at some rosters and being like, this guy's in first in the overall, but he's got mon. You know, he has he has monster players. He's got months. He's got a boatload of home runs. Kim's been amazing. Olsen's playing out of his mind. Betts has been amazing. He's got Otani. Galsman's mm -hmm. been great. So he's just got uh, Felix Bautista and Estevez. So he just has Studs. a bunch of Valdi, McClanahan. So he has a he lot of guys. He has a lot of guys that actually fill like um, the one role, right? Versus the multi roles. He has the guys that do the multi, yeah. but like having the, the McCarthy's and Merrifield and balanced out, you know, and, and Michael Garcia balanced out with the Muncies and the Matt Olsen, right? So you get the power guys, extreme power, extreme speed, and a couple balance of the. It's it's, it's like well put Kim, together that way Kim too. Jim McLean, so, Betts, Otani. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. they, yeah, there's there's enough there's enough balanced guys that you can have some of those um, kind of like one one or two trick ponies. Oh, yeah, man. it's not like a star-studded team. Gomes it's like is a, very well-rounded. Yeah, like Gomes is like solid. Like you know, like he plays two, a lot. Two sixty-seven plays enough that he gets, um, you know, like the a lot of volume. Yeah, the runs and RBIs. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I, when I looked at, it, and he was on my wire in my main. I was like, yeah, I, I would much rather have him than have somebody that's um, just killing my average over similar amount of plate appearances. But but yeah yeah um, yeah it's 
Good luck, man. Good I hope luck you down catch the stretch. Him. Yeah, I want you to um, catch him. There's gonna be a lot of action there. Drew, Drew's good. You got you know Toby's hanging around, and you got, of course, the guilds. Mister Andrew Geller always. Um, yeah, it's just like copy paste his name up there every year, I guess. <laughs> copy and paste. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's it. I, I, I'm just, guilds. If you're listening, I'm gonna make you uh, a jersey, and it's gonna be copy and paste one time. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Copy paste one time. No, he he's consistently up there. It's pretty fucking amazing. I give him all the props. Um, funny. We uh, we I met him up at the at the Met game, Dom. That 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 you gave me the tickets for, and uh, Drew oh, yeah. Drew came out to City Field, and uh, we met some guys from Long Island. We're bullshitting in the back of uh, you know, the center field wall, and yeah. um. Anyways, guys, I just oh, what do you guys do? And I said, this this right here is one of the best fantasy baseball players in the world. And he goes, get out of here. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not joking. He is. <laughs> and he's like, how do you know? I'm like, he's got the big check to show because, for it. Because there's overall standings and historical <laughs> data. What do you mean? How do I know? No, it's so, it's uh, it was so fun. But uh, <laughs> no, but cheers to Andrew. He's uh, he's always in the hunt. Always. Always doing well, um, so it's going to be a nice little run down there. I'm 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 stuck in the hundreds, and I don't feel good about those teams at all. Uh, I know, yeah. Next year, I I, I got to totally uh, change my approach to this year. I I wanted pitching and I really didn't draft enough. That's it. But bottom line is it could have been more. And um, I also think uh, closes too. I think I want to. Two more, two more close up top, and actually get that third guy like in in the two hundred area, and just get three of them right off the bat. Stop chasing them at the end of the year for a couple bucks. I know they're available late in the year, fine, but I'd rather free it up and just chase other things at the end of the year, maximize at bats, all that fun stuff. But um, all right, uh, what do we got? Marco Luciano, Ryan, hero, helper, or hurt? Uh, her, Which he's too hurt. He's, he's gonna too, get he's hurt. Too young. Too young. He's too, he's too young. All right, 20, yeah. 21 years old. I, he's a rookie. He's what? What are your thoughts on on them being this aggressive and also just addressing like the you know the Keatsy Schmidt and Matos? They went they went all in um they're up pretty quickly with those guys, right? Or this kind of the natural uh, expect like did you expect them to all arrive like at this time? No, I didn't expect him to call Luciano, but you understand why. I mean, they have a huge haul at shortstop. Uh, Crawford's been bad and injured, and Schmidt's been bad. So it's not really a surprise that they're being aggressive with Luciano. They're yeah. hoping that he hits 210 with 15 home runs and plays good defense. Like, they don't really care. Like, we care about batting average. They don't give a shit about batting average. They just want him to provide some pop and spark on the team and that's kind of why um, I think it's an interesting mix because they're a very, very old lineup. Yeah. So uh, having guys like Schmidt, Matos, and Luciano in the lineup kind of like balances them out, like the youth, youth with the um, with the older players. Marco Luciano sounds like a fucking Italian guy I met. He's he just like a swimmer, you know, very fucking hairy chest. <laughs> um, refuses to refuses to shave it down to get yeah. some time on the freestyle and the back backstroke. You know, you just uh, yeah, Marco Luciano. Um, yeah, he's really young. It's it, it's very interesting. 
Yeah. He has um he has really 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 strong batted ball data. Right. Um, I I think he had a ball 116 miles an hour last year. Um, if I recall correctly, I yes. saw you know some some people post like on Twitter like oh they'll say like before we had minor league stack cast oh Luciano hit this ball 150 116 miles an hour whatever. So I know he's got like he's got 60 70 grade power. Um, it's just the strikeout rate's high because he's super super young for the level. I mean, he's 21 years old in AAA. That's not a that's not a normal thing. Um, as much as we want to believe, you know, Ellie's holding his own in the majors at 21 years old. That's not a normal thing to be in the majors at 21 years old. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Dom? Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm kind of, I was kind of surprised that they called him up. Like they they just called him up to AAA. Um, and like I don't know. I've been hearing about him for like a long time right and it seems like they've been very um like i don't know if this is fair to say ryan like protective of like his development like they've been very uh, like i don't know I, I don't think they've been aggressive with his like promotions or anything up until um this year really um well it's, so, it's just so hard because he's so he's young young like yeah like yeah. they they sign him when he's 16, 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, true. You can only go in the minors. You can only go up to the majors so quickly. Um, right. So, that, so it's yeah. like it's really how aggressive are you going to be? Um, yeah. His his um. So I'm looking at the Steamer 600, and his his Steamer 600 reads uh, the same thing as Brandon Crawford's in terms of home runs and throwing bases, 15 and six, both of them. Um, Luciano comes with a projected 30% K rate and a 72 WRC plus. But he's basically Brandon Crawford with a little more swing and miss. <laughs> well, at least that's what they're projecting him for. Yeah. You think that's off? You think that's in the range of, of like the kind of you're saying he's not going to be a, like an everyday starter, uh, all week starter in week in, in 15 team leagues? No, I, I wouldn't even. I, I'm not. I'm not even going to put a bid in for him. I wouldn't even bid a dollar for him. I just don't think he's. He's going to struggle. He's going to strike out a ton. He's 21 years old, and he played a cup of coffee in AAA. But he's the shit um, out of the ball. He does it the shit out. I might like him in, in 2025. I'll like him, but in, but right now I don't like yeah. him. Yeah, I got it. No, fair. I, I saw some people on Twitter saying like they're just doing it to like showcase him. Like I don't. I don't see that though like they they've basically like everything i've heard is like he's the only player that they're like not going to trade in their system so like to i don't know to be like to showcase him at the major league level and and potentially like you know get him exploited under the like guise of like we're showcasing him to deal him uh, it seems really stupid to me i've but i don't know yeah, I don't think the showcasing thing is a thing is a thing yeah. really because you have scouts and triple A double. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that I, data, I, like, I saw I saw a couple of people saying that like, oh, they're just they're just calling him up to showcase him and try to trade him. I'm like, yeah, I mean that's what they said about Joe Adele for the last two years, and he's not getting traded because the Angels uh, don't know what they're doing. But. Playoffs. Um. All right, for both of you guys here, who will have the biggest value jump? Post the trade deadline for fantasy. I'm yeah, for fantasy, it's like spot open up, like post deal. I'm thinking more of like in the realm of the sellers. Uh, you know yeah. who, who 
who on any selling team might have a spot that, you know, can it be as, you know, uh, I don't know, stupid as like Stone Garrett getting PT for the Nationals if they trade Corey Dickerson. Not that anyone should want Corey Dickerson, but I'm just saying like when they cut him because they can't trade him. Well, hundred percent. Like, is there any any bad team where you think or uh, even a prospect can can step in and uh, just just give some value? Can, you know, anyone on? I don't know. The A's. White I mean, socks. Guy that comes to my mind um, is Mauricio. Like, if the Mets trade Fam Canna, they're uh, not trading. They're not trading down. You don't think so? No, no. They're gonna ride it out. They're gonna try it out. Gonna... He's the he's the guy that comes to mind, but I think it's probably then a closer, one of these closer situations like that. Um, I don't know if that's just where my mind goes because, like, you know, really a recon, and that's my focus, and that's what I've just been <laughs> closely monitoring and kind of just projecting, or you know. But I, I think like I think the consensus is like anybody that didn't pay up for saves is eagerly awaiting something to open up so that somebody becomes available because there's just not any of that rotation. So I would think um, from a demand perspective, it would be one of these closing situations. Okay. Um, that That's my kind of initial thought, but I'm trying to rack my brain around like who, if there's anybody like close that's pushing, um, on one of these selling teams. I mean, maybe like the Royals, but like, you know, like maybe like, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Like I was thinking like the Royals, but who's, who are they going to trade? That's going to open up playing time for like a Blanco or some odd Taylor or something like that. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's just the, those teams, like the pirates too. Like there's just so many of they just have like a glut of a, a lot of the same guys that they probably just all like share playing time when a full-time player gets traded. No, that, that's fair to say. Um, I don't know. I was thinking even someone on the Cardinals, you know, like if mm. uh, the fallout of any outfield shift, uh, you know, if they Burleson. do trade ton, yeah, like if they do trade ton, he. Just calls and get full time until the end, and they just like I don't know, or or, or Burleson calls and get moved. I don't know. It could be some spot there. Uh, it's hard yeah. because we can't really. I'm sure there's going to be trades that happen, and we're we're just going to totally not where it came from. I mean, Ryan's you know fan of the Royals. Maybe he can provide a little insight there. Like, do they move on from a guy like Edward Oliveras and just free up playing time, or do they just do not want? Their guys to play uh, every day, and Waters and Isbell just just get enough of PT and I guess enough uh, annoying um, sits during the week to not make them fantasy relevant. Yeah, I mean the problem is with a lot of these teams, like the Pirates, Royals, is they just don't have anyone good waiting in the wings to play. So that's why mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, my two answers would be Jordan Walker and Joe Adele. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are with players that are on the IL if they're allowed to be traded. Um, I think they can be. They can, yeah, yeah. So uh, Joe Adele to me is definitely going to get moved. Um, I think he. I think he would play every day. And even though 
again, like like I was saying before, it takes you know it takes these rookies a long time to get adjusted to big league pitching. Uh, Joe Adele has the skills. He's a really really high max EV. He's a crazy good athlete. Um, he cut his strikeout rate down in AAA this year. He only struck out 26% of the time. And, you know, he's still young um, and has legit, legit 30, 35 homer power. So um, I think if he goes to a, uh, if he gets traded, he could shoot up in value whenever he comes back from this injury. And then Jordan Walker um, is going to play every day because they're going to trade somebody. And they want to see what they have from their 21-year-old phenom. I think he's going to play every day um, once cool. they move somebody. I like that. Good call there. Definitely some good looks. Um, I, it, it's going to be interesting because the trading deadline obviously falls on a Tuesday. We'll have our lineups you know, set on Monday. And I'm sure we're going to be a little extra cautious, uh, I guess, starting anyone who may get you know fished out of a, a start or – a two start, who knows? It's going to be interesting. The yeah. real an- the real answer is going to be someone who we don't think is going to get traded that gets right. traded to a shitty team and plays every day all of a sudden. Um, that's who's most likely going to gain the most value. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Let's do uh, Dom, you had a couple of guys here you wanted to ask trade deadline prediction to finish out the pod. Yeah. Yeah. I just listed like 10 guys that I think are going to get traded. So just a, I guess, fun game who, uh, so I, I, I put the first guy, I put uh, Royals, Scott Barlow. I figured that'd be good for Ryan. I know, you know, he's a Royals fan. You think, you think the Royals trade him um, or you think they just keep, keep hanging out to him? No, I definitely, definitely think he gets traded. And I, um, I'm going to say he gets traded to the Rays. They really need him. Um, they really need back end of the bullpen help, and they love, um, they love relievers with crazy breaking balls. And he's got a really good slider, so maybe they do something. They they made Jake Diekman like a really good reliever out of fucking nowhere, so maybe they could do something crazy with Scott Barlow to make him uh, make him better. All right. I like that call. I I I. I... The Rays are definitely one team I had as pegged as definitely looking to upgrade their bullpen. Um, I feel like it's uh, probably the offense hasn't been um, like severely worse than it was when they were winning all the games. To me, it's been the bullpen has been a bigger culprit than for them as normal. You know, it's really sound bullpen, but just hasn't been as good. Yeah. As, yeah, as what I, we've seen. So, yeah, it's just insane. Not to again, not to talk too much about this, but it's crazy how they just pick up Robert Stevenson and Jake Diekman and turn them into monsters. It's just crazy. It's crazy. That's what, I, I. I just think they like they're they're probably gonna go the scrap heap route. I would think. Like I don't. I think their focus needs to be on starters, especially with Eflin going down today. Like <clears throat> I think. Um, I thought Barlow with how everything's going there, I thought like my initial thought was Arizona might uh, want to trade for him. Um, so that's where I, I think he's going to go. I like that there too. That's a good call there too. And I think he might keep um, some save opportunities if he goes there. hundred oh, percent. You know, yeah. maybe if it's just not even the full thing with him and Ginko or whoever, that you, or, or if it's a righty and a lefty and it's him and, 
and and Chafin, whatever. I think he still retains <laughs> some some of the share. Yeah, I think Tori Lavola wants just one guy. Like he doesn't yeah. want to have to make that decision of like who are we gonna yeah. put. That I saw. I was watching the game last night and like I saw him talking to like his assistant uh, manager, whoever it was in the bull in the dugout, like when. Uh, when Chafin went in and I was like, and, and you could just tell he's just like, I hope this works out. Like if I, if I could read lips, I think he's just like, I, I hope this doesn't blow up in my face. Cause like it's been bad revolving door the last couple games. Um, yeah. I'm mad at myself for ever picking up Miguel Castro. Like he's never been good. He's not good. Why am I adding him? And he's not good. So. so basically, Lavallo is just you know just like a, a fantasy manager that doesn't want to fab the wire every week for saves. It pays up for closers. And he's yeah, like, exactly. He's just he, yeah. He's, he's right now. He's just like I wish I could have taken right. a fourth round, uh, whatever. Ryan right. Right. I I wish we would have signed Kenley Jansen instead of doing this thing. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. All right. Um. Who's next? Lance Lynn. Uh, yeah, I think he definitely gets moved. Obviously, the Rays were uh, rumored to be. Yeah. Um, and I think the Rays, um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm having a little tough thing with the Orioles. I know everyone's saying they, they must add arms. They must add arms. One, I don't really see who's going to get bumped necessarily, like automatically. You can talk shit all you want about Kyle Gibson, but I still think he's a good you know, guy maybe to get you to the playoffs, maybe not yep. so special in the playoffs, but yep. um but um I don't know. And they do have John Means coming back at some point in like late August, they were saying. He mm-hmm. got got moved back a little bit. <clears throat> so I don't know if there's so much sense of urgency with them, but uh, I don't know. Like will the Dodgers try to upgrade pitching? That would be maybe a good matchup there too. Or they they Texas. find with what they have with Gonson coming back. Maybe Walker Bueller makes an attempt to come back. I don't know. I don't know what their thoughts are in there. I just feel like Lynn will definitely get traded. I don't know where I think the Rays make sense. Um, and I also think, honestly, the Braves make sense. Hmm. I, yeah, think I think he ends up going to uh, one of the uh, one of those teams that uh, makes big, adjust- big adjustments to pitchers. I think we'll go to the uh, – the Astros, Dodgers, or Rays. I think one of those teams will see they can, you know, mold. Some, they, there's, there's something out, still there with Lance Lynn. Like he still has those outings where he pitches well, and uh, one of those teams will get the best out of him. I think. Yeah, absolutely. He's just uh, still doing a lot of things well. You know, that's what gets kind of gets overlooked in his surface. Uh, Numbers are shitty. The six one eighty RA, but the three eight eight Sierra, the you know, highest K percentage I think he had since twenty seven three. Still better than last year's. Two years ago it was twenty seven five. So, but his third best K rate in the season. Not not that bad. Um, all right, Giolito got traded already. Uh, yeah. who's, who's next? Yeah, I I think Lynn goes to either the Rays or the Rangers. Um, all right, so Gilo got yeah. traded. Scherzer and Verlander. Let's just do them together. You think they get traded? I say no. I say no. I don't think the Mets are 
going to trade. Anyone, I think they're going to ride it out with what they have, maybe make minor improvements, nothing, unless they can capitalize on, on some type of, uh, you know, misvalue of market or anything, and maybe upgrade um, with a, a, a bigger splash, a bigger type DH bat that we can use. But otherwise, I think they're going to try to do it as they have. Um, maybe, maybe, um, try to, I don't know, add to the bullpen in minor ways to just help the back end of the team. But I don't think they're trading. I don't, I don't think they're giving up on the season. No, I don't think they're trading either. I just need them to please, for the love of God, stop playing Daniel Vogelbach and DJ Stewart. Like what, what are we doing? I have no upgrade, idea what we're doing. Upgrade that position, please, for the love of God. Danny Mendick should not even be in Major League Baseball. Three dis- just three disasters. I don't know what's happening. I understand not calling up Mauricio. He's never played in AAA before. He's going to get called up, and like we've talked about rookies, he's going to struggle when he gets called up. So you don't want to do that to a rookie to let, like they did to Alvarez last year. They called him up the most important series of the season. When he's Jesus. a twenty-year-old, when he's a twenty-year-old rookie, and he strikes out and he looks terrible, like oh shocker! I can't believe it. Yeah. So they're just going to do that to Mar- So I understand not calling up Mauricio, but you have to add something. You can't just keep throwing Daniel Vogelbach out there. <laughs> he's hitting two twenty with five home runs. It's like uh, oh, well, he walks. Okay, that's great. He does literally nothing else. I just yeah, you you got to trade for something. Yep. Yeah, and and um. You know, if they were going to give any type of chance for Vientos to get consistent PT, it needs to be done. Like It needed to be done before. It needed to be done yesterday. <laughs> you know, the first time around, the first time that he came up, they should have just put him in a DH role. Like, no, but no, they have to let him on the fly, learn, like take over for Pete Alonso because that's not stressful, you know. Yeah. Re- replace the face of the franchise while he's, you know, may – Miss several months or whatever, they he ended up not, but still, just told him at first. Uh, I, I'm sure just you know, getting used to major league pitching is not enough. He'll learn a semi new position and uh, take over for Pete Alonso. Uh, but 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 don't do it every day, do it like every fourth day. <laughs> yeah, sure. their obsession with Daniel Vogelbach is something I've never seen in my entire life. Never, never seen it. The guy's never going to get a starting job ever again after the season, and they they can't stop playing him. He needs to play every day against righties. I don't, I don't get it. The obsession of Dan Vogelbach should be another song on your next album. It's just know. such a, it's, it's such a disaster. Song. Like the, the how everything has gone from last trade deadline. Like you think they would love to have J D Davis right now instead of like instead of Vogelbach, and then. Uh, rough who got DFA'd, like, yep, I don't know. It's such, it's yep. such a bad look for their development and like hitting coordinator and everything for JD Davis to literally go to the Giants and immediately start hitting like he used to, yep, like, and, yep. and with all the Mets hitters struggling, like, it's uh, such and, a bad look for their entire hitting development. And Davis wasn't even hitting bad last year, it was just they never gave him a chance to play, like, they he just. He would his playing time was so sporadic that like he just couldn't get in a groove at all. Like I I don't think he really changed that much as a hitter. It's just the only thing was that the Giants let him play because he was still hitting the ball hard last year. He just didn't get a chance to play. 
Anyway, this isn't Matt's rant hour. All right. Uh, Strowman, you think you guys think Strowman gets traded? Uh, no, I think the no. Cubs are too too uh, close to too uh, close. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I mean, he's definitely gonna opt out, right? Yeah. hundred I mean, percent. I think I think this year's uh, contract was more too than next year's, right? Um. Yeah. He he's he's been obviously he's had some bad he's had some bad outings recently. He um, since June first, he has a forty percent ball percentage. Um, just putting off his thirty seven percent on the season. Definitely got into some uh, walk issues and paired up with uh, some loud contact when he gets them on the bases. So I'm, I I've been a little I've, I've been a little wary of starting him on my teams. I sat, I sat him last week. I sat him this week. Um, but he, I feel like he goes through stretches like this in his career and, um, I'm not overly concerned about him, but I just don't know, um, what he fetches, uh, on, on the market and also to the Cubs, you know, find themselves in one of those positions as well, where they're right. They got a winning streak and, um, it's not that far away from a division, six games out of the division. Right. And, uh, you know, so. It could be one of those sneaky teams where they add some players where, that were like, whoa, or, or it could be a team that sells off and we we wouldn't be surprised either way, right? Um, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Do they, I mean, do they trade Cody Bellinger and then just bring up Pico Armstrong? Cause, I mean, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you think he sees the field this year if they decide to, uh, to like, um, you know, move on from – and the guys you think it may give him that 100 plate appearance like threshold that they gave, you know, that like Gunner got last year and Cal got last year. You think he, he's going to spend some more time? No, no. I mean, I think he's big league ready just because he's, um, uh, just from what I read, he's a gold glove defensive center fielder, like right off the bat. So he's going uh, yeah. to provide think, you value. I think we saw him in and, spring training, right? Making some dynamite plays that had me really pining for him. To be in the outfield with Nemo, you know, would have been fucking great. Yeah, talk, talk about Mets. Talk about the Mets. Oh, it's just an awful trade. To- but, totally um, worth it. Good job, Brody, for fucking bias. Um, yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see why not. Um, even if they do decide to move Bellinger, and it's funny, Bellinger's been playing first base. Um, so. I don't know how long, how long does Mike Talkman play every day the against, thing. against right-handed batters. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's a 33-year-old journeyman. At some point, he's going to cool off and be terrible. Just, yeah. just, it's Mike Talkman. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess once that happens, you could even keep Bellinger at first and put Picor Armstrong in center once uh, Talkman inevitably is bad. Yeah, it's, it's weird, like, these teams that, Probably like I, I think a week ago they would have been like, yeah, we're gonna trade Stroman, we're gonna trade Ballinger, we're gonna cash in on like because they're not, they're both likely not gonna be there next year, in my opinion. So, but they went on a streak. Now they're four and a half games out of the wild card. So it's tough. It's tough to, you know, it's tough to pick a lane. Um, so I could see why a lot of people are like, it's gonna just be a lot, a lot of nothing. Um. Because there's just un- it's unsettled situations, so 
I don't know. I thought they were going to trade him. I, I still think I would. I, I don't think their pitching can hold up the rest of the way and in a playoff series either. So it's best to get something for Bellinger because they can play Mervis at first. They can play Armstrong at center if they give up on Talkman and they can keep kind of the development and like, and still I think look at the year as a success for them um, and have like a good young core. Can you believe this fucking team didn't play Christopher Morell for like a month? Look at this fucking lineup and they just didn't want to play him for no reason. Like you think you think these teams know better than us? They really, they really don't. They really really don't. You <laughs> just got so many stupid people in baseball still. Uh, it's just like, how are you not playing Chris Morell every day like since spring training? It makes yeah. no it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just said that. I'm looking at this roster on roster resource and like, how was he ever benched? Right, he's just the choir. Maybe. The only thing I think of he really did something bad to someone in the front office his family. <laughs> you know, maybe he, he, bang, went, he banged the GM's wife or something like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> something, you know, it, it, it could be that. I mean, probably would have been, I think he probably would have been held out a little longer <laughs> than he had if that was the case. Yeah, um, a little worse of punishment. Maybe just texted her a couple times, maybe. That's, you know, that was enough punishment to not bring him up. I went to the, went to that level, then peace. I think he would have probably been in single A pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dom, who's the next guy on your list? Montgomery. Yeah, no. no. You don't think so? Trade. No, I don't think he's going to trade him. Why? He's a free agent. I what are the Cardinals going to do with him? I mean, they need pitching. They have yeah, Nicholas. He's 35. Wainwright's 42. Matt is going to be 33. Like, they need. They can I, yeah. resign him then. Fine. Yeah. I, I think I, they're going to trade him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they can go that route. Um, but Binston, I, I, I That's think it the might team be. That I, I thought the Braves might trade for him. I think it might be one of those another stubborn teams, though, who went on runs just as recently as last year and, and probably thinks they can do it again. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're fucked though for this year. So I would, I, I don't disagree that they like doing a roll this Chapman type thing where you trade, get something for him now and then try to resign him. Um, that's, that's what I was thinking. I thought he's like a lock to get traded, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're 10 games out of the wild card. No, nah, they're done. I would think they have to they have to trade any pieces they can. And they're they're like the White Sox. Their pitching is non existent. They have this kid Tink Hentz, but he's like three years away. They have nothing, like literally nothing. So as much as they need Montgomery because their rotation's so old and it's not even it's old and bad. Um they have nothing. So I think I would think they're gonna trade Montgomery. They're gonna trade ton. They're gonna trade uh, Jordan Flaherty. Hicks. Flaherty, if you can get anything for Flaherty, but it's just like they they got to trade everything they can to just stockpile some pitching prospects and some pitchers in general. They just ha- they have no pitching in the organization, so um, maybe I I guess that's a reason to keep Montgomery and resign him. But um, I would think he gets traded. 
It's fair. All right, David Ugh. Robertson. I, I think the Mets are going to hang on to Scherzer and Verlander, and they're going to trade everything. I think they're going to trade Canna. I think they're going to trade Fam, and I think they're going to trade Robertson, Ottavino, and, and maybe Rayleigh also. And that's and and I still think they'll think that they have enough pitching and hitting to still compete this year potentially, but kind of say the core of this team needs to get them to the playoffs. If it doesn't, they're, they still have stuff in place for next year. Yeah, I think um, I think Robertson gets dealt. Um, I think Adovino gets dealt. Uh, really, I, I think, stays yeah. because he's got a $5 million option for next year. And they have no bullpen. They have yeah, no bullpen with these guys. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna have to sign like four relievers this offseason. I know. I know. So I That's... think they hang I think they hang on to Rayleigh. Um but I don't know where Robinson goes. There's so many uh, there's so many teams that need bullpen help. He's yeah. another guy that seems like he's gonna go to like the Rays or the Dodgers, the Astros. Just I don't some or even the Yankees. Something about uh, a guy he's like Robertson. on most of these teams that Yeah, it's just a guy like Robertson. I don't know. He's just only on good teams. Yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I can't imagine they hold on to him. That would. Um, I agree. I think that would be a little crazy. Just because, even if they trade him, like he is not going to be the difference of them making or missing the playoffs. Just well, one relief. Just one relief pitcher isn't going to make. Here's that. the other thing that people aren't really talking about. I, I think there's a good chance that Diaz pitches again this year. I mean, I guess it's getting kind of late, and for him to not be doing any kind of rehab, but. He was throwing from like 150 feet in the outfield um, this week, but um, so there's a chance that he comes back. That's, um, but I think he he needs to start like actually pitching on from a mound soon if that's going to happen. So may, maybe it's maybe I'm being stupid, um, but I think he gets traded. I think I think it would be stupid to not trade him. Um, hater, Rob, I'm going to give this one to you because uh, you are very invested in <laughs> where Loso? Loso? I have Robert Suarez. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do think Hater is going to get moved. I think they can, again, I think they compete. I think they can compete while moving him if, you know, if they do it skillfully I, I don't think it's given up on the season or what they built if they get something for hater and can pivot to suarez who will be a capable reliever and was paid up to be a capable uh closer so i think um that's why i made the move so obviously i'm biased to that but i i do think that's gonna happen so i think he's gonna get moved hater i think they'll get a package from a team who really is gonna shoot for the you know, that is just really going to shoot for it all. And uh, it would be too much to uh, just, you know, give up a compensatory pick and keep him on team. Any any team in particular that you think that might happen? Um, so the teams that, like, I, I the think Dodgers like, and the D-backs are, like, two teams that desperately need closers, but I don't think they're going to trade them in the division. Yeah, I was thinking more on the on on the lines of um, you know uh, the Rays. 
again, we'll bring up the Rays again, but Rays could just be another team that that can just go for it all and mm-hmm. add 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 pieces again because they have. I think a lot of people have mentioned it's very hard to them attract free agents. So you know that's how they have to make their runs. They have taken shots with midseason trades before that. You know, saw them give up the likes of Joe Ryan for Nelson Cruz, right? Yeah. So they're willing to make any move. Um, and I feel like they're good for a couple of sneaky, like, oh, like th- that was a nice move by them, you know? Um, I don't know. Uh, and maybe, um, I don't know, is it crazy if, like, the Phillies, they had another bullpen arm? If, if, How about if Boston gets hater? Boston could be interesting. Um, that would fuck a lot of people over two ways, uh, especially <laughs> if you got Jansen and 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 Hater and you on your fantasy teams. Um, that would be kind of miserable. Yeah, uh, true. I, right. yeah. I think um, even the Cubs. Um, if the Cubs are going to add, I, I could see them trading for Hater with their disaster of a. Uh, a closer carousel. And that's in division too, so that's no, tough, no, right? No, no. P- haters in the West. Oh yeah, no, but, he's not but in the like it's, it's, My it's bad. their competition though. Like they're not gonna win the West. So like it it it, it but it's it's trading mm-hmm. hater to a team ahead of them. It's like it's weird optically and it's weird like competitively. So it's like I don't know. the more we talk through these and the more like you know, now the angels are buying and like I don't know, maybe maybe this is all like or not, and then, like it's gonna be like a shitty trade deadline. But uh, no, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Robertson wasn't moved and Hater wasn't moved, but uh, it's definitely possible. Yeah, Bellinger, last guy I put on the list. Yes, I think he's gonna go to the Yankees. I think the Yankees are gonna resign him next yeah. year. That's not a bad fit. They need outfield, and kind of, and and like Rizzo's getting kind of old too. Yeah, he, he can play first. Play center. He's yeah. He's you know. really versatile, and like they could definitely use that with all the injuries that they seem to. I feel like they need into. like if they're gonna make the run, if Jed come back healthy, and they're like, okay, we need to, you know, make a run here with what we have. I think adding to it, and I think Ballinger kind of matches up with them pretty well. Because I don't know if they just they can keep rolling Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney. Um, I don't think. I think they have certain skill sets that allow for them to be good pieces of certain teams, but I think they just act to do a little too much on this Yankee team. Um, and I think, I think getting a Bellinger type would be a good uh, a good ad for the Yankees. Yeah, I like that. I like that call. Yeah, no, no, that's a good call. That makes sense. That's the rumor, so why not? Is it the rumor? Yeah, yeah, the Yankees are rumored to be in on him. I had no idea, honestly. Um, I stay off the X. I don't take X in. <laughs> I saw that the other day. I was just like, what the hell? What is happening? I yeah, I thought I thought I thought I left off on a tab, which was like a you know like club <laughs> club club fucking Xanadu and like what is this? What X? I don't remember going to this website and uh whatever. I really don't give two fucks, honestly. People like people have meltdowns over things that don't mean anything and like in like actual life value and it's just it it I like I enjoy watching those meltdowns. It's it's pretty pretty Oh fun. yeah. It's great. Pretty fun. 
All right. So uh, good stuff, Ryan. Good to get you behind the mic again and, um, you know, get you throwing out some uh, your your wizardry out there. It's got to be going out to the world more often. But I know you've been busy. You, you, you're setting yourself up for your your life. So uh, uh, cheers to you. I know you're doing good things and um, I'm awaiting good things for you in the future, my friend. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you having Ryan Venancio for president, twenty twenty eight. Let's Hopefully go, Ryan. Ryan, for, I I kind of just want to win the OC. I don't even need president. I, just, I don't even need um, to be president. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's such a cool accomplishment. Like I, for any one of us here, anyone who's you know listened and actually won the overall, you know such a cool feeling I, I i can't imagine pulling off the you know the uh doc this year i feel like these leagues are getting so much better and there's so much more eyes on the nfbc so much more strategy going to in into it just being in the discord too right the pull here to discord we get to see uh, everyone spitting out some really really good knowledge and kind of makes you appreciate uh any kind of a cop accomplishment some people might think it's silly we're talking about you know <clears throat> what makes us super happy, but the accomplishment is is real. It's just twenty four hundred and sixty people in the online championship, and to be hovering in the top five and and is it is good. You know, it's obviously it's really, you need a lot of really things good. to yeah, and obviously you need a lot of things to go your way. I think that's with yeah. that's that's like with life in general too. You need a lot of things to go your way, but it it's 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 piggyback off of hard work and and um, putting your best foot forward, leaving you know, really giving it your all. And um, so keep fighting it. And uh, hopefully my team from, you know, back in the 150s can, uh, you know, even the team we share, which has uh, been severe disappointment because of a whole bunch of injuries that we encountered. But whatever, you know, uh, should, should like, like you said before, two months left, you know, can make a fucking surge. Yeah, yeah, somebody that's 30th in the overall right now could win the whole thing. It's just there's a lot, a lot, a lot of season left, and uh, you don't realize it. Yep, absolutely. All right, man, talking to you. Do you have any more parting words you want to let anyone know about? Uh, got anything going on you want to share? If not, no, that's it. Follow what sells ahead on Spotify. I really don't care about Twitter anymore, so I really don't tweet that much. Um, if you want to talk, uh, you want to talk dynasty go into the dynasty uh part of discord and mm -hmm. uh ask me a question or just shoot me a dm and just talk baseball i love talking baseball so that's it you're not a tweeter you just play a lot there you go unlike a lot of people on twitter who they're not players they just tweet a lot <laughs> yes unfortunately yes yeah. i'm not a fantasy player i just tweet a lot yeah 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 that's unfortunately why i'm not really on it as much Yep. All right, man. Good to have you, Dom. What's, what do you want to say? Uh, you know, quick thing. This is one thing I wanted to say. So oh, Let's go. Uh, right. Remember yeah. the, your podcast early in the week where you were talking about how you reached out to the guy that made the uh, the website that has that awesome Excel grid of the schedules, and you said like you reached out yeah. to him and just let him know? Um, that's really cool that you did that. If you use something or you use a website that somebody uses – uh, that that like they make it you should like reach out and let them know like hey this thing that you do is fucking awesome and it helps me um because like that website baseball press that like 
was very mm-hmm. helpful for a lot of people went down and then like i saw on reddit the guy that um built the code for it um his partner he had a partner that just took the website down um one day while the guy was celebrating his kid's birthday took the website down Jeez. took the uh twitter handle down all this stuff and like I don't know. It was an asshole. Um, and the guy said he still has the code and he still has all this stuff. But there was people on Reddit just like, oh, thank you. Your website was fucking awesome. Please bring it back. I just feel like there's been a lot of like fantasy resources that I've used over the years that are kind of dwindling. Like that baseball press website. There's another website. So if you consume something from somebody that they do, that they're, um, you know, using their free time for, you should reach out and just you know let them know it's nice to get um appreciation something i have to do and that's something that you did rob that i think is really cool and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do that myself for uh stuff that i use that people put out there so um yes yeah let i think that know. was really cool yeah i i think it's really good i've always uh tried to do that um you know, sometimes, uh, you know, in life we wish we wish we could be more cognizant of things and and be better humans and um, kind of just paying it forward to a lot of people who just you know will DM me or just say stuff in the Discord too uh, that makes me feel good about what I'm doing. So it just reminds you when you're using something else, like you said, this lineup thing, the schedule grid has been great. It's so easy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's already there in a great format, and I it helps me do my fab articles and it helps me just um, you know just scout ahead for the next month or so and uh, map out pictures and all that stuff. So it's um yeah. Really, really good tool. So, um, yeah, hundred percent. And then some people, you know, will will you know be like, "Oh, you don't tell everyone about this. This is the nice, this is the nice we thought." It's like, come on, give me a break. If you're winning because of this Excel sheet that this guy made, it's 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 just strictly off that. That's your big edge. Then <laughs> you need to smarten the fuck up. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Cool. All right, fellas, good stuff. Uh, Brought to you by Rello, Venancio, and DiPietro. Uh, this has been a Gobble Ghoul and Mutadel sponsored <laughs> podcast.